Hello Geeks, welcome to episode 89 of the Scent Geeks podcast. As you know, we are proudly sponsored by Kajal Perfumes. You can find them at kajalperfumes.com. To make it easy for you, we have put a link to their website in our Facebook group, the Scent Geeks podcast, so you can link through to their website from there, see what they've got. And if you use code GEEKS10, you can get a cheeky 10% discount. And make sure you stay tuned, not only for details of the Instagram giveaway that Kajal do in conjunction with us, but we will be revealing the names of September's competition winners. So we will be finding out who's won a bottle and who's won a Kajal Discovery Kit, so stay tuned for that. Okay, well, with that said, I would like to introduce my partner in crime. It is the wonderful Steve Ward. How are you, Steve? (laughs) I think that's the first time you've ever used my surname. I know, I nearly said Steve from Frags to Riches, but everyone knows that by now, so I just thought, well, just use your name. Oh, probably. I've just realised I'm I'm on the road to, I mentioned to you earlier, I'm on the road to 5,000 subscribers on that YouTube channel. It'd be good if people could um, subscribe if you haven't done so. See, if I could do it by the end of the year, that's probably a big ask now, isn't it? That's a fucking big ask, because I think I'm coming up to about 4,200 maybe a big well, perhaps if I uploaded some content it might help yeah you could do that you could you could upload some some give some value to the subscriber and then perhaps, yes. perhaps people would subscribe yeah rather than yeah. just expecting people to subscribe to someone that's not uploaded content yeah. in weeks and weeks but yeah. hey I've hit a milestone as well yesterday have you 1000 subscribers on my other channel yay yay well done, yeah. I knew you'd get there yeah, yeah well you I think you, on, on the uh I think the few hours after I released the first video on that channel, um, my vlog channel, you uh, you left a comment saying, oh, 500 and odd subscribers already. Ah, oh, you'll be 1,000 by the end of the week. I was like, eh, I don't know, it would be nice if I was, but um, it sort of went really quickly initially because obviously some fragmental subscribers came over. Yeah. But then it sort of, I think about after about 500, it really just slowed down. But it was interesting because I think the subscribers that i've gained since then have been a little more sort of organic you know they found me naturally yeah. they've not they've not come over from fragmental so it's been interesting to to watch the growth of that but Which yeah nice. we're both so, both uh both on some nice milestones at the moment there we go and have you got your watch hours yet is it four thousand watch no, no yet, not got the watch hours uh i'm okay. i'm yeah i'm i'm quite a ways away from that actually yeah, so still yeah. still got some work to put in. But when I started Fragmental, I was doing three or four videos a week with that. Yeah. So I think I grew quite quite quickly. But with the other one, with this one, I can only do one a week, really, because they take a lot of time. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah well. Um, uh, oh, wait. Steve, I was going to ask you, are you in your office? Are you in the new I, office? I am recording this podcast right now from the garden office i'm wow. sitting in the garden office recording the podcast i'm excited uh, it so, sounds yes, i'm here the same it sounds great it sounds oh that's good that's yeah. good because when i before i got the furniture because it's quite small it's not massive um obviously it's quite hot, a lot of hard services so before i got the furniture in it was a bit echoey and i think it's helped i've got a carpet and a rug in here and i've got the desk and obviously a chair and everything i think it's helped absorb some of the sound from bouncing around so yeah i think that's uh, that's helping so absolutely try... from what i'm hearing right now it doesn't sound echoey at all it sounds great oh, that's brilliant and amusingly i actually have faster internet connection in here than i do in my other office it was meant to is... be meant to yeah be. 
I think that one's kind of like upstairs on the other side of the house, where this one's on the ground. Obviously, I'm on the ground floor. <laughs> I'm not upstairs in the garden. Um, and <laughs> But I'm actually not far from the router, actually, because the router is in the lounge and I'm sort of out the back, uh, so not far. So, so I've actually got a faster, faster speed. So, yeah, so hopefully that's helping. You're just loving life right now, aren't you? In your own little office and you don't have to get bothered by kids or family or anything like that. You can just you know, hide away. Yeah, that is that is the dream, mate. I just need a little beer fridge. That's what I need, and then oh, yeah. I'm I'm Get well away. To be honest, yeah. But uh, there we go. How's your week been? Had a good week. Yeah, busy. Uh, and then nice weekend. But although I sort of I I did I worked kind of on Saturday because I went over to my sister's house to film some videos with uh, her hubby, Mass, who you might have seen mm. in some of my videos, and. Uh, so I uh, I was doing a fragrance de bois video with Mass because we both enjoy the, the the brand the house. So I thought it'd be nice to team up with him and uh, film a little bit of content. So we shot three videos, and then uh, I drove back to York. Uh, so that was quite a bit of travelling yesterday. And then today, my mum and dad were supposed to come to our house here in York, but their dog Alfie he's on his last legs and he's like he's wear he's got to wear a nappy because he can't stop himself oh, from, from dripping and he, he, he can't get up on his own he's got to get lifted so he's on his literally on his last legs I don't think he's got long left so he couldn't travel so we we went over to their house so I drove again over the other side of the Pennines today so it's been a weekend of a uh, fair few miles of driving for me and some filming um, so uh, yeah but managed to relax in the evenings had a, had a beer and we've been watching the squid game on Netflix so uh, I've, I'm a bit late to the game. I've, I've, the, the bandwagon almost passed me by, but we did sort of jump on it fairly recently. Um, it's actually I knew about it, but I wasn't going to bother. But it, this is my wife, amusingly, that kind of uh, some people were talking about it at school, and even her. She bear in mind she works in a primary school. Even some pupils had watched it. She oh kind of well, heard them talking about Mass it, said that to me yesterday. Crazy. He said some kids in his school have watched it. It is the most ultra violent, awful yeah. thing. I mean, it's a fifteen certificate, it. and I, which that surprised me. I thought, I thought oh, it should yeah. be an eighteen. To be I, honest, I, but um, yeah, I would. But yeah, so we're only on. I think we're on the third episode, and I had to stop it last night because we were getting a bit sort of heavy eyes. Yeah. So well, um, so yeah, so we're not far in, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot. Of, nearly everybody I know has finished it, so I'm trying to right. You know, every now and then, one of those shows comes along, doesn't it, that everyone starts talking about. I don't know if it's just because it's a bit different, but I mean. I think this is a great thing about Netflix because a few years ago, who would be going so crazy like, you know, a show becoming so popular that is foreign with subtitles? I, th I think mm. that's sort of happened more since Netflix because there's there's Money Heist as well, which is a Spanish one. I think I think people, are, although you can watch it dubbed as well, can't you? I think. Well, interestingly, game. I didn't. The one we we're watching is dubbed and I didn't. I didn't make the decision. I don't know what happened. I don't know if we just went and selected it, and I don't oh. know if it's defaulted to it, or we didn't make the decision. So we've just been watching the dubbed one, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't even give it a thought. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, the uh, the dubbed and the subtitled uh, have different meanings on certain things. That it's been in in the the news this week that it's not yeah, necessarily accurate subtitling. So, don't know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. But I'm enjoying anyway. it. It's refreshingly different. So, how far are you in? Uh, five apps. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, you're a little bit ahead of me. Yeah. it's uh, my th- That said, after the first episode, my wife was like, mm, I, don't, I don't think I can watch anymore. I was like, well, mm. why? She's like, mm, I think it's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> um, I've managed to convince her to... Because um, it, it wasn't so much like any of the goriness. It was, again, that more psychological sort of... It's a bit freaky, isn't it? Mm. I think that's what kind of sort of freaked her out a little bit. But she's, as I say, we've watched a couple more now, so I think she's kind of getting into it a little bit. So. I can't usually watch scary things with Helen because she says the same she says oh I'll get nightmares especially when it's things about like serial killers with knives things like that and blood and killing people and I I, I don't know I guess everyone's different but I have never watched a scary film that would give me a nightmare I, I guess I guess I see them for what they are I see them as if as fake it's a movie someone's you know there's a cameraman and there's makeup mm. and effects and uh, so I sort of enjoy horror films just because you know, I can appreciate that. You know, well-made ones. I just, I just enjoy them. And but some people actually find them so scary that it haunts their dreams. Apparently, but I, has that ever happened to you? I remember the only one that I watched, uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, at quite a young age. I couldn't tell you how young I was, but I remember that freaked me out quite a lot because I mm. think, uh, like, so I had heard or. Uh, th- possibly lies or bullshit that somebody said it's based on true events or something which freaked me out even more as a sort of youngster as a kid mm. i don't know how old i was i mean i couldn't even i mean when you were guess, a kid so. obviously if you watch something um, scary but as a, as a as an adult yeah no oh. nothing nothing as an adult quite often that stuff kind of makes me laugh really yeah um I, I jump so i do jump at films at scary films but normally yeah they don't really freak me out i do remember being a bit freaked out we went to cinema to watch the Blair Witch Project and I don't know how I was a teenager I think I was at school in like sixth form or something I don't know what if I was like 16, 17 that sort of touch was like I don't know maybe even younger I don't yeah. know um, whenever it came out um, I could probably do the maths uh, and I remember I then got the bus back because we weren't driving and I had to walk home from the bus stop and it was all dark and that was I wasn't like proper scared but that was a bit free I was like you know like looking over my shoulder more than I than I normally would I think I was like oh, it's a bit so I think that freaked me out a little bit so yeah about it really. <laughs> um, right, well, welcome to the Horror Film Podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, we digress. Yes, let's. Uh, we've gone on, on our usual intro tangent, but as usual, we're going to bring it right back now because we are going to go into the arse, I think, aren't we? We're going to do some arse now. I'd, I'd love to do a bit of arse. Um, mm. So, for anybody wondering, arse stands for Audience Recognition Section. So, basically, any kind of any listeners out there if you engage with us through the different means like the Facebook group or through Kofi's or reviews etc this is the little section of the podcast where we kind of shout you out and read out your content answer any questions etc um, now there has been no Kofi's this week so mm-hmm. I can't uh, nobody's bought us a coffee if you want to you can do it through ko-fi.com forward slash sent geeks all one word but nobody has this week so we are thirsty please sir, um, buy, buy these poor podcasters some kofis please we're poor <laughs> um there has been some reviews though hasn't there yes there has yes i will begin with a review and then you can read the second <sighs> review steve if you like so this review is titled informative and entertaining starts off well um it's five stars, by the way, so thank you for that. This says, I tune in weekly to listen to Chris and Steve. Enjoy hearing their evolving reviews. Got tuned on to them from my partner, who has an extensive cologne collection. 
I was never really big on wearing fragrances, but his interest has worn off on me and I rarely go out without one on. Often get asked what I'm wearing. My favourite fragrance, which my partner bought for me, which I enjoy wearing, is Initio's Oud for Greatness. Yes, great choice. We live north of Boston. Thanks for your weekly gift to your followers. That, that's a nice way to sign it off. Thanks for the weekly gift. I've never thought of it like that, but uh, oh, that's lovely. Nice. Thank you. And Oud for Greatness. I can see why you like it. My wife loves that one, so I can see why you enjoy it. It's a good one. I mean, my only concern is they—they they might sort of mean like when your dog leaves you a gift on the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might mean it like that. Thanks for the weekly gift on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I hope not. But thank you. That's a thank lovely. Thank you very review. much. Um, yes, lovely. We've also got a review from uh, Ness Dash Double O Seven via Apple Podcasts, and the title of the review is uh, "Scent Freaks," and it's five stars. And they've said, love this podcast. Stiff and, uh, stiff? Stiff. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> what? <laughs> Steve and Chris are my Monday 60-minute cardio. Love the guests like Clem. I'd love you guys to get George on a few episodes and maybe have a pod with Aaron. Now, I'm fairly confident in assuming that they mean uh, Aaron Terence Hughes, the YouTuber and uh, perfumer, and George... The uh, Fragrance Apprentice, I assume that's who they mean, um, knowing that we have, well, you in particular, have links to both of those people, so perhaps we will make that happen. Could be George Zaharoff. Oh, could be. Mm, could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Um, yeah. I suspect it's, it's probably the Fragrance Yeah, it's probably the Fragrance Apprentice, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, George would be an interesting card. Um, he's never holds back. He's, I found, uh, we did discuss it actually when it happened, but I was really uh, interested in the uh, interview he did with uh, Nigel on Nigel's um, Two Cents Worth channel. Yeah. Because uh, I found that, because Nigel, as we've discussed, is a very good interviewer, and he asked him some sort of quite probing, candid questions, and George was sort of quite honest. And I think George can be sort of quite sort of bolshy sometimes, but actually it, was, it got like a bit sort of, you know, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit more emotional and a bit kind of yeah a bit sort of open and honest and i sort of quite enjoyed it it was uh, really interesting yeah and speaking uh, of nigel his friday night live is back this coming friday guys so make Ooh. sure you tune in for that oh we've missed a missed a bit of nige yeah he's been he's been off for a few months now so it'd be good to, good to have him back on our screens can't wait and look forward to that always good fun yeah um, so so that's it for reviews um is there anything in the facebook group chris there is uh, something in the Facebook group. Uh, we have Harley uh, Unruh, I think is how you pronounce it, asked a question that I think we have chatted a little bit about in the past. But, you know, these, these questions do come round and round again. It's always interesting to um, to sort of tackle them again. So, um, oh, sorry, not Haley, Harley. It's Harley Unruh. I misread that. I'm a, I'm a, my computer screen is quite a ways away from me where I sit here. Um, so, Harley says, I would like some discussion from fragrance pros well I don't, I don't know who the fuck she's referring to yeah, we'll, we, me and Steve will have a go but uh, won't get any fragrance pros <laughs> discussing uh, on the shelf life of fragrances as my collection grows I often wonder how long I can expect them to smell like they did when I bought them thanks and we do have a few comments to that question in the group should we should we go into those yeah i think i think there's there's not too many and i think they sort of seem to be quite insightful responses so it's probably worth kind of shouting those guys out and um and reading them out really so yeah. um, two chris's in fact well there you go shall i shall i read the first one yes yeah. it's uh, so the first one comes from uh, dan the uh, fragrance weirdo who's been a guest on this podcast twice so um i'm sure anybody that listened to those episodes 
would know that that Dan, you could almost class him as a, a pro, he wouldn't say it, but he's certainly very well informed and very knowledgeable in fragrances. Um, he says, I have fragrances that are 40 years old and smell great. Keep them in a cool place away from sunlight and moisture and they'll keep forever. Keep them on your bathroom windowsill and they'll be ruined in 12 months. I mean, that is exactly what I would say. I mean, I keep mine in my sort of cupboard wardrobe in the bedroom away from the bathroom in the dark so yeah I, I have no issues it's quite cool in there so yeah that's what i would recommend steve i'm just gonna shoot off a sec i'm just gonna get my uh fragrances off the bathroom windowsill i'll be back in a minute <laughs> yep yep good advice from dan totally agree with all that the next one is from chris dean and uh, chris says i would never proclaim to be an expert but i guess it depends on the make of the frag so there is no one size fits all answer i know aaron terence hughes recommends around two years for his citrus based frag frags uh, because of the high levels of natural oils i would say more synthetic and resinous fragrances would last a lot longer if not forever i mean that um, makes sense to... if something synthetic that it, it sort of wouldn't degrade in the same mm. way just to correct you ever so slightly, he so, said it, it depends on the makeup of the frag. Um, so rather oh. than you said the make of the frag. So, okay, so yeah, I guess he's, yeah. he's sort of implying is it sort of high quality ingredients or yeah. is it synthetics? But yeah, that, so that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that does make sense. I guess it's the same with any, like same with food, isn't it? I guess uh, mm. you know, a lot of natural organic food goes off quicker because there isn't things in there that just sort of stops it degrading. Um, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that does kind of make sense. I'll never give it a, a thought, but yeah. Um, interestingly, because a lot of people know I'm a, a chemist by trade, so I, I worked in laboratories and things. I used to do shelf life monitoring for um, oh, yeah. some op opioid analgesics. So actually, that's how they assign shelf life. So what they do is they stick, like for this case, I don't know if they do it with, well, fragrances don't really have a shelf life, but for foods and things, they stick it in uh, rooms that simulate different conditions around the world. Um, I could go into more detail, but and then they test them. Please don't. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Every sort of three, <laughs> six months, a year, or whatever. And and if at any point during that that time, that's how they assign to know when they will go off. But if they do go off in that time, they have to. That's when they do a product recall. So, for example, oh, right. so if it's got a shelf life of two years, and in a year's time they test it, and it's actually you know gone off uh, in a 40 degree 75 percent humidity condition if it's that for a particular market in the country and around the world they'll have to record it from that market um and that's that's how it how it happens okay. so there we go um, right not not humorous or funny but interesting well, barely, nonetheless barely, yeah <laughs> informative i wouldn't even say interesting it's just it's information is what yeah. i've done there no, i've, no, get, I've given information yeah, yeah so there we go and then there's one more comment as well. Do you want to read, do you want to read that uh, one? Yeah. yeah, so Chris another Carter. Chris. He said, far, uh, very far from an expert too, though I can say that I'm very lucky to have a vintage 1953 Dior Eau Fresh uh, on my shelf. And the citrus top notes are still incredible. I only bought it a couple of years back, but I'm guessing it was stored in conditions that helped preserve it in a dark, sealed mine shaft. <laughs> Laughy face. Um, well, there we go. So, I mean, he's got a sort of, sort of more of a citrusy, fresh fragrance there, and he's saying that absolutely smells bang on. Right. I mean, we've interesting. Sort of discussed this. Obviously, the the formulations have changed for the years because of like regulations and stuff, haven't mm. they? From like, so some some things that they might have used back then that might have helped preserve it or or not aren't used. So things change now. So, it, yeah, I don't know if things are improving on the shelf life or not really i don't know yeah mm. i mean if i hadn't read those comments and someone asked me the question i pretty much would have just echoed everything that was said there it, you know depends on where you keep them 
cool dry place a dark dark ideally um and uh, you know not any anywhere that's going to get warm and cold and warm and cold or direct sunlight um and yeah, I think every fragrance is has different ingredients, doesn't it? So different ingredients have different shelf life. So I don't think there's there's sort of any one answer. But in general, um, fragrances I don't think really go off if you store them correctly. Uh, I've got a a Shalimar extract which is from the 1960s, and that smells pretty fantastic to me. Um, some people have claimed fragrances have gone off in their collection i don't know if that's something that was that went wrong in the manufacturing process of the fragrance originally or if it's just one of those compositions that goes off a bit uh, earlier some people claim that fragrances like vintage fragrances with citrus notes will lose the the top notes the citruses but then chris carter says here that he's got that 1953 dior fresh which hasn't lost its citrus notes which is amazing but um i wouldn't worry about any of your fragrances going off as long as you're storing them correctly because there is a big market in vintage fragrances so um, they still can smell fantastic even when they're you know over 50 years old mm. And interestingly, I don't know, I guess you know because it smells different, but I guess also when something does go off, in inverted commas, it it might smell bad or it might just smell not quite right. I guess, it, you know, off for one fragrance would be different to another. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't all just start smelling like sour milk when <laughs> when they've gone off. <laughs> it's interesting. I got loads of comments on my uh, Le Nuit de l'Homme Le Parfum uh, video where mm. I said that basically the, the, the it just it's kind of a bit clickbait, but I said, like, don't buy this fragrance. I was quite disappointed by that one. Um, I know George, actually, the fragrance apprentice, loves it. Um, I just, it just didn't, I just really was really not impressed with it, but interestingly, the so TJ sent me the sample, so I know he's like legit. So it's just a sample. Well, it's actually a bottle, so he kind of I don't know where he got it from, but um, he kind of agreed with me. Uh, but a lot of people were saying like, mm, I don't get this. So obviously, you do get a lot of contentious comments on videos disagreeing with you anyway. But there's quite a few people that are saying like, mm, is that is it gone off or something's not right because you're not. It doesn't sound like you're getting what I get. So. The bottle I had was a, a bit older, so I do wonder if that had maybe been affected mm, somehow. Possibly. Perhaps it hadn't been stored properly. I don't know where TJ got it from. I, I think he might have bought it sort of secondhand as a. Um, so I, I do wonder if that had been affected because there was a there was just a, more than usual people commenting like mm, I don't get this. Itch. You should be getting this this from it. You should you know like a richer version or it should be this. You get the patchouli or blah 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 blah. Mm. I was like mm, perhaps. So there we go. I don't know. Mm, yeah, well, thank you very much for the question, Harley. It's always good to to have little discussions uh, based on what people have uh, put in the Facebook group. So, yeah, maybe a few people drop in, drop into the Facebook group. Let us know what your oldest fragrance is. Have you got one even older? Have you got one from the, the 1920s, perhaps, or the 30s, something like that? Let us know what your oldest fragrances are. We'd love to hear about that. And uh, and if there's some great stories about really old vintage fragrances, we'll, maybe we'll mention them on the podcast. Um, right, now, Steve... I would like to know what you've been wearing this week. Um, well, actually, before before I mention one fragrance, I'm going to sort of bat it back to you and ask a question. Okay. When was the last time you wore a fragrance and you enjoyed it so much or you were so pleasantly surprised you actually decided to wear it the next day as well? So you wore it on the trot. Oh, bloody hell. Steve. Mm, good bloody question. What? Gosh. Again, for you, it's probably not as common for other people because you sort of doing regular reviews and things and content creation. You sort of have to make sure you're 
getting ready to review the next mm. one and you've smelt it etc so you you don't always have the luxury to sort of as we've discussed to wear what you want as as so to speak but gosh no i honestly don't can't remember the last time i wore the same fragrance two days in a row i don't i don't Ooh. i mean i must have done i must Perhaps have done. It, was, it was way back in the day before you were a fraghead and it would have been like yeah, probably. Know, like Jean-Paul Gaultier, Lamar or something. Oh, I used to wear that every day of the year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. But um, but in, in the last few years, since my collection has, has grown, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll pop, if I think of one, I'll, I'll pop it in the Facebook group this week, but I honestly don't think that... I mean, there are times when I do when I do wear one and I love it and I think, ah, oh, you know, wouldn't mind wearing that again the next day, but I've sort of got to be on to the next thing and and test something else it it would be sort of my my top 10 all-time favorites i guess it would be something like enigma or carlisle or uh chanel or on sport extreme um tom ford dude wood things like that i i think um maybe when i've sort of gone on holiday and i've taken a limited number of fragrances away with me i've probably worn the same one two days in a row but other than that, yeah, I can't just think. Yeah, what about you? Have you have you done that this week? Is that why you're asking the well, question? Well, actually, the fragrance I wore today is I, I wore it last night. I had a shower. I'd been sort of doing loads of work in the garden and stuff. Uh, actually, laying some stepping stones that that can lead me to the uh, garden office. Okay. So yeah, I was I'd done loads of work. So I got showered and then I thought I've not worn that for ages. I'm going to wear it. And then I enjoyed it so much. I was so pleasantly surprised and forgot how much I enjoyed it. I wore it again today. Don't tell me what it is. Of the day. Give me a clue and I'll see if I can guess. And and the listeners can play along as well. See if they uh, can. Ooh, I can give you some. It's obviously a fragrance I've mentioned before. Designer? Obviously. Um, yes. Well, it's. Hmm. I kind of could have given it away a little bit. It's an original creation, so it's not really a designer. Um, but it's not niche either. I guess it's um, sort of niche it's from a clone house in inverted commas hmm it has tobacco uh, vanilla patchouli rum exotic spices huh is it is it uh, Hafez yeah yes yeah. yes it is wow. oh mate we need to get you on a uh, I don't know, like mastermind with fragrance. It is. I will have Fez nineteen eighty four last night. I've just put a couple of sprays on. And I like really enjoyed it. I just love that sort of bruisey, rich mm. sweetness from it. I just really enjoyed it. Um, it's a bit cold, cold today when I sort of took the boy to football and things, and I thought oh, I'm gonna wear, I'm gonna wear it again. I enjoyed it. So, it's yeah, a lovely, it's that. a lovely frag that I, I've not worn it for a while. Banger, I think I'll have to wear it this week. Honestly, it's an absolute banger. I it mean, is, hats yeah. off to Hanny. I think it is. Uh, one of the besties in in the Alexandra line, I think. Um, I've got to say, it's it really is deserved of any it is. any collection. I um, distinctly remember the first time I wore that because uh, he'd sent me a bottle, and I, when I used to work at the gym, I used to on Tuesday mornings I used to get up at half past four and uh, had to go in early to open up up the gym. Had to be there at you know half five-ish or something and I know Jesus it was awful Um, (laughs) I'm glad I don't do that now Um, but uh, I remember one morning I'd had my shower I was like oh I've got this new one Uh, Hanny sent me this I'll I'll put it on so I put it on and I went into work and all the way in the car to to work I was like this is bloody wow I'm like woo it's a good one and then I remember getting into work getting into the gym and setting things up in the gym and I thought actually I'm just going to message Hanny now 
because I just need to let him know how good I think it is. So I messaged him on, on Facebook Messenger. And because I was up so early, he was still awake in LA. So we had a conversation mm. about it at, at six in the morning while I was opening up the, the gym. So I associate the smell of Fez 1984 with me having a chat with Hanny at, at six in the morning on a, on a Tuesday morning. Um, it's, but it's a it's, great thing. It's fragrance. funny. I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before, but obviously I got that compliment from it once, just from the girl working in my sort of corner shop. I popped in um, to get something like bread or whatever. And um, and she was the sort of girl. She wasn't shy. She was sort of quite forward and confident. Anyway, I, I, not everybody would probably want and sort of come out with it. But she just went out of nowhere. She was kind of serving me, and she was quite chatting. She went. She's like, oh, she's like, what are you, what are you wearing? You smell incredible. I was like, oh, it's really properly caught me off guard. And I think I told her what it was. I was like, oh, happy night in And I didn't kind of go into you know Alexandra fragrances and they're trying to explain everything. I, 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 in hindsight, I, I wish I sort of just went, oh, thanks, and sort of styled it out and sort of didn't really go into it in many ways. Nice, but cool. Yeah, because I, I did as much as I really love it. I never thought of it as a compliment getter because it's quite strong and rich and boozy I, I always imagine it being a bit divisive i think people would love it or not but i think if you don't go too heavy it's mm. a just very enjoyable fragrance so mm. so there we go yeah. um great so, so that's yeah. that's obviously one of uh, your or two 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 days worth of your yeah i've not got too many to uh, go um another one just to shout out while we we're talking about alexandra i did also wear a black tie affair this week uh, which is their version of uh, Yves Saint Laurent's yeah tuxedo have you smelled that I remember ages ago yeah. we discussed this you hadn't in yeah. store but I've not oh, okay. ha- had any extensive time with it oh, that is I've an absolute worn it. I mean I've, to be fair I've not smelt tuxedo but Black Tie Affair is an absolute mm. banger it really is I've I've not smelt uh, moustache from I think it's Russia's isn't it the, I think that's yeah. that's basically a cl- well it's said to be a clone of it as well okay. I've not smelled that one but Black Tie Fair is an absolute banger I thoroughly enjoyed that one as well I could happily wear that the next day um, another fragrance not sponsored by Alexandria Fragrances no we are not another <laughs> fragrance I wore actually you inspired me so we ah. discussed it I've worn a Galavant uh, London this week okay. after you inspired me um, I've actually got a little sample spray from the um uh, one of their discovery sets and i've also got which i sort of tried as well is they've got a little roll-on perfume oil yeah and uh i remember when i was uh, talking to him they actually said that because I, I commented that i enjoyed it and i like the leather in it and i feel the leather sort of just adds a just makes it a little bit more gives it a slightly more manlier touch with that sort of with the floors and they said with the uh the perfume oil that the leather is a bit more pronounced it comes out uh, it, it's not designed to be as such but just through the, through that mm. um formulation it just comes out a little bit more so which i did sort of notice so yeah i enjoyed that good um what else did i wear this week i think that's that's probably it other than the sort of uh, usual if something comes comes to mind um yeah. I'll, I'll shout it out but yeah what have you been wearing chris okay i'm gonna run through mine pretty quickly uh so today i put on a creed's royal mayfair i just it's just it's a sunday fragrance to me it just it's one of those fragrances that just smells of Sunday, so I thoroughly enjoyed that this morning. And uh, I've been wearing some fragrance de bois fragrances, uh, Oud Noir Intense, absolute banger, London Oud, beautiful, Amber Intense, oh, 
God, they're just such great fragrances. Uh, I then, other end of the spectrum, went designer, wore uh, LRM Sport O Extreme, uh, Brass and Soul from um, uh, Justin Copeland and uh, Zaharoff. And uh, I have resprayed another fragrance for this evening because the Royal Mayfair was hours ago, first thing this morning, so it wore off. So I'm on my second fragrance of the day. And whilst I'm sitting here talking to you right now, I am in a beautiful scent bubble of Lamar from our lovely sponsor, Kajal Fragrances. And I'm really enjoying it, actually. It smells, uh, it smells great. It's, um, yeah, loving it. So that's it. That's my, that's my week. Job. Yeah, sounds sounds like a good week, mate. It sounds yeah. like you were smelling good. Oh yeah. Now, have we got any news, Steve? Well, there was something that caught my eye, didn't I? And I sent you. I think I might have seen it in one of the, the Facebook groups initially. But there's there's an article, um, and it's um, and I sent you a little screenshot. I was like, oh, it might be worth just mentioning this on the podcast, just for uh, kind of shits and giggles. And it was an article in the Guardian. And um, it was about the artist Anika Yee. She's done lots of things in the past um, for different commissions. And the article, sort of one of the headlines on the article was, I sculpt the air. Does scent artist Anika Yee plan to make Tate's turbine hall smell like vaginas? Now, um, basically, she has, from what I can kind of uh, read from the article, she has been kind of commissioned or she's got... Um, uh, a piece of work coming up at as part of the the Tate's Turmoil Hall, and she's done lots of things in the past uh, creatively. And one of the things she's done, um, hence the words, uh, the 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 history of uh, the the talk of vaginas. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this uh, article, a little uh, snapshot. It said. Uh, uh, what if ye wondered in 2015 instead of satisfying the lubricious male gaze through pictures and sculptures of naked women art explored what she called the patriarchal fear of the smell of women to that end she asked 100 female friends and colleagues for swab samples some swabbed their mouths others their vaginas ye used these samples to grow bacteria in petri dishes then analyzed scent molecules from the collected bacteria translated the data into a formula and produced a chemical rather in the way commercial fragrances are made then she released the results into the air at an exhibition called you can smell my uh, you can smell me f at the kitchen gallery in new york a scent diffuser wafted the aroma through the space where the bacteria samples uh, were alive and growing in petri dishes the smell wrote one critic is innocuous it's doubtful the gallery goer would be conscious of it uh, were they not told about its peculiarity so she's done um, different things like this so th this is what people are asking like the following year at the Guggenheim solo show called Life is Cheap she uh, suffused the museum entrance with a hybrid scent of ants and Asian American women's sweat after entering through a dark tunnel which Yi said echoed the containment cells the Trump administration was then using to imprison immigrants across the Mexican border. Visitors encountered uh, pexiglass tiles covered in agar in which more growing bacteria sourced from Asian American women were growing alongside a colony of ants roaming lighted tunnels. I mean, to save me wow. just reading this whole article. But yeah, so there you go. I mean, what do you think to that, Chris? I mean, would you... I mean, this is what I love about art. First, yeah, I just think anyone can do... what anything you know incredibly wacky weird wonderful out there stuff that you would question why but it's art so that's why um they can just say it's art they can do whatever they want it's, and it's art and um 
I mean, I've got to say, I quite like the the concept of sculpting with air. I think mm. that's a nice a nice idea. Um, I, I mean, you know, to sculpt vaginas in the air, or the, you know, the, the the smell of vaginas. Um, I don't know. Um, I bet it went down well at the time. Um, <laughs> I mean, was there a pun intended in that or not? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, um, but I, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, yeah, it's not, it's not something that I think, well, you know, why? And I'm sort of not, I guess I'm not into that. I, I, what would you call it? Fine, fine art? Is it fine art or? I don't, uh, I'm I don't not know. into art per se. I, th- I think this is, I'm kind of like you. This is why I like art, but then it's also, I have this dichotomy where I, this is why I like art, but then it's also why I, don't like art because it's like you can do i think it's amazing that you can do anything and you could be very creative and you say that's art but then conversely you can also do any old shit like what where it's it's so subjective it's like you could when is it art when is it just a Mm. load of just i mean i think this is really impressive it's quite creative and it it's cool that you can use fragrance in art i sort of quite like that but this is Uh, the thing i think i i can't remember any details but i remember skim reading i don't know where i saw it but um an artist uh, somebody was suing an artist because they had commissioned them to do something um to fill a gallery and they just provided a load of white canvases and said that those are my pieces Mm. and it's like hmm i think you're fucking taking the piss now mate to be fair it's just it's that yeah. sort of thing with art, isn't it? I'll tell know. you what I would be, it's just sort of triggered a, something in my mind that I would be a bit more interested in, is uh, an exhibition where, I, I years ago, I just saw that this brand was selling, um, not perfumes, but um, a box of fragrances that were supposed to be reminiscent of things maybe in your childhood or things from past things in history. Maybe, I think there was one that was that smelled of, of like a coal mine and one that smelled of um of an old you know room full of pipes that kind of thing so i'd i'd be really interested for scent to be used in sort of you know you go into museums and you see recreations of like a 1930s wartime living room or i i, I don't know things like that. I, I would love them to be pumping smell through that you might associate with that era mm. and because i think um that that would trigger some some quite uh, visceral memories for people from from childhood to be able to be taken back to the smells of of when they were much younger i personally to me that's a bit more interesting than recreating the smell of bodily um secretions and things in in a museum but you know each to their own but i think there's definitely something in using scent as art to you know sculpt the air definitely something something in that I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't do it with making it smell like penises, could they? You'd get no visitors if you like, fucking smells fucking awful in here. I'm getting out of here. Was that I mean, just me? Okay. I don't mind smells um, amazing, to be honest, mate. I don't know. Because <laughs> you're a ball spray. You're part of the ball spray cord. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like um, just kind of going slightly deviating from it. I do like it when fragrance houses do have a sort of theme, like I. And I think it makes it more relatable to um, sort of people that aren't mm. hardcore fragheads. Like actually going back to Galavant, for example. Obviously, the, their fragrances are named after cities, and it's not like they smell of that city per se. It's just that city kind of inspired that fragrance for some for some reason. It might have been they visited at like the time of year or whatever, and it's kind of and it's it's kind of that vibe. And 
and I like that. I find it relatable, and that's how I got mm. my wife to actually smell them because she kind of, rather than just coming up with a random name for a fragrance and going, I'll smell this, which she sometimes does, you know, but she was happy to sit down and kind of go, okay, right, let's smell Tokyo. Okay, this, let's see what Berlin smells like. And yeah. even though, like I say, it doesn't smell like the city, it makes it sort of relatable somehow. And you Yeah, can I think of... for me, the best example of that is the Maison Margiela's replica line, you know, by the yes. fireplace and jazz yes. club, bar, the barber shop. Uh, the, is it at the barbers is it called um, yeah, yeah I, I, they're great under the That's, lemon uh, tree um, yeah. yeah yeah obviously yeah there's yeah that is literally it but you, it's you get what it says on the tin don't you you literally mm. it's, what, it's what you're looking for in a wearable, so in a wearable um, yeah scent yeah. yeah they've done it so I really enjoy it I really enjoy that that sort of um, that sort of style of, of uh, fragrance um, when people do that and they because it's just relatable and I think yeah sure it helps uh, helps people coming into it as well so there we go um, so aside from smelling vaginas is there anything else that's sort of caught your eye this week Chris? Uh, well yes there is a little bit of news isn't there because uh, Francis Kirkton who uh, as we know um, started his career composing the infamous or famous Lamal uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier's Lamal and then as his own house uh, uh, we have um, you know Baccarat Rouge 540 fragrances like that in the, the MFK line he has now been appointed the uh, the head perfumer at Dior I believe I, I from what I saw it's the um, I don't know if it's the well yeah I'm not clear if it's just the uh, the Dior uh, high-end line luxury line uh, is it is it the it's the Maison it's the Maison Dior Maison line I think isn't it now it used to be Privé but I think it's Maison uh, so I don't know if it's the um, the sort of lower tier designer stuff as well but yeah he's uh, he's now uh, working for Dior as well as uh, remaining creative director for <coughs> MFK so I thought that was quite interesting be uh, be interesting to see what he does uh, at Dior yeah it was one of those ones where I. Th- not that it's so ludicrous, but when I first saw it, I think, again, I, the first time I saw about it, somebody had shared it in a Facebook group. When I first saw it, I did sort of almost have to go in, fact check that and go, is that true? Because it, it's not so far out there, but I was just a bit surprised at the fact that because he has his own house, a very successful house. Uh, I, I just, I was just a bit oh, surprised by that. Um, mm. so, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. I, I can only assume there's... He's, there's sort of quite a lot of money involved in that that um big but yeah it's i don't know i, I yeah funny, really. I, I don't know how much when someone's name is on a fragrance and i'm sure it differs between fragrances and between brands but i don't know whether someone else makes it and the head perfumer sort of smells it and goes yeah that's good sort of and signs, signs it off, off yeah puts their name on it so they've not maybe actually made it from the ground up maybe they sort of smell what someone else has done and say nah yeah tweak this do that and and uh, and help you know they actually do help shape it but i'd be interesting to know how much they are involved and how much they're just sort of getting paid to have their name on something because i'm sure that must happen with because uh, let's be honest uh, very famous perfumers will help to sell a fragrance so people would be willing to pay them x amount of money to have them their name on the bottle um and i'm not saying that they're not involved at all they're, obviously they're signing it signing it off but uh i'd be interested to know whether they're actually you know got the glasses on the white coats in the lab mixing the molecules and really getting down and dirty and and creating these fragrances from the ground up but who knows yeah i, I have no idea <laughs> 
I feel like um, I've just, out of curiosity, I've just um, Googled, um, I've just got a list of all of the fragrances that he's the perfume before. There's a few surprise me. Shall, I don't know if we've got time for this. Shall we do a quick game of uh, Francis Kirkjan or not Francis Kirkjan? Like if I name a fragrance and then you tell me if you think he's the perfumer <laughs> yeah. or not. Okay. There's a few yeah. surprises. I'll throw in some red herrings and I'll... All right. Um, we've not planned this at all, so this might just get edited out of the podcast. But there we go. <laughs> um, so right, I'm gonna start. I'll ease you in. Okay, right. Let we so I'm just scrolling through here. So let's go for um, Mr. Burberry. Not MFK. It is MFK. Is it? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, FK, FK, <laughs> FK. Yeah. It's yeah. it's almost like yeah, it is. He's done Mr. Burberry, Mr. Burberry Eau de Parfum, and Mr. Burberry Indigo. That surprised ah, me as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's try um, Cool Water EDP. Cool Water EDP. I'm gonna say n- no. Uh, correct. He did right. Cool Water Wave. He did do a cool water, did he? Right. He okay. Did. Oh, he cool did. Water wave. Apparently, mm. again, is it one of those ones that he's just signed off on it, or is yeah. it? Uh, okay. Um, Dior Homme Cologne. Um, no, that's that's Demache, I think, isn't it? Dior Homme Cologne. He is listed as the perfumer. Is he? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Dior well, I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. So, so he, yeah. So he, he he's worked for Dior before then. Yeah, so there's not that many by the looks of things. So there's only mm. three he's done, uh, Eau Noir and Cologne Blanche. Um, right, we'll just do maybe one more because we don't have to <laughs> right. try and catch you off guard here. Um, <laughs> just, just, God, freaking hell, he's done a, a lot, you know, um, not surprisingly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, obviously there's quite a few Jean-Paul Gaultiers. Yep. Let's see if I can find one. Um, Oof. It's going to test you now. Uh Lamal Love Actually. What? Um Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about the fragrance. It's just I don't listed. Know. Launched in 2011. I don't know. Lamal Love Actually. I don't Never know heard anything of it. about it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it looks just like a normal Lamal bottle. It might have just been a spe- like some sort of special edition bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what Love Actually has in the movie? Is it a time in the movie? I don't know. I don't know. It's too th- maybe. I don't know. Um, right. but there we go. I so if yeah, it's as crap as the movie was. Yeah, he did mm. Ultramal. Not surprisingly, quite a few Kenzo ones. Yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. I loved how you his... turned a little news item into a game, Steve. That was good. <laughs> I liked it. We should we should do that more often. Yeah. More games. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's pretty much everything. There's just one last thing that I wanted to mention uh, that, that caught well I was going to say caught my eye but caught my ear this week so a gentleman messaged me on Facebook and said uh, hey uh, we've we've got a podcast and we've just been talking about your fragrance smolder on it I was like what a, a, a podcast a rival something we didn't know about so I thought oh, okay right I'll I, I guess I'll have a listen to see what they thought of smolder anyway I um Downloaded the podcast. I was on the train back from Leeds. I'd been in Leeds this week doing some voiceover stuff. Listened to it on the train on the way back. Within the first 10 seconds, I was like, this, this is... dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned it off. 
No, um, I thought this is like actually really well produced because the guys, it's Mike and Ryan that do the Cologne podcast. You can find it on Spotify. They've got like nearly 100 episodes and they come in, they're full of energy. They're obviously good mates. They both sound great on mic. I think they've got obviously got good mics, good studio. Uh, I don't know if they were in separate locations or not or in the same studio, but it sounded like they were in the same studio. But they're both, they've both got good radio voices and um they talked about smolder they reviewed roger parfum's fetish they actually um they they read out someone's uh review of smolder didn't they steve yeah i mean it was, i can only imagine that guy was an absolute fucking legend if they read out his <laughs> review that's all i'm thinking <laughs> who might that have been yeah they did I, I, they must have found it in a facebook group because i think i just literally put a little comment just basically um given my sort of first impressions on smolder and they've obviously sort of trawled through and, f- and found that somehow and read it read it out so yeah. thank you for that guys yeah yeah and so shout out to mike and ryan great it's a great little podcast uh it's uh well produced there's there's music and it's it's uh i think probably quite a bit more edited than our podcast is but um that, that it's a different style but i loved it i thought it was great it's 27 minutes the episode i listened to so they keep them quite short so if you um you know if you miss out on uh, getting your fix from the scent geeks if you if you listen to our episode in the week and you feel like you need another scented podcast to listen to then i can highly recommend the cologne podcast because uh, I, I was really impressed so seek that one out guys um just don't stop listening to ours if you think that one's better but like listen to them both that's that's what i'm saying anyway the cologne podcast <laughs> just wanted to shout that out because they obviously put a lot of work into it they work hard on that i can tell it's really really well done yeah i, I really like the sort of dynamic uh with between the two as you say um they sort of come from it from slightly different angles kind of much like we do actually and it kind of just works they clearly got on well so yeah it's a good it's it's really it's a good podcast yeah. yeah yeah for sure all right well i think that sort of brings us to a close this week we um we do need to let you know about uh the the giveaway but before i do that steve would you like to announce the winners of the september giveaway oh i can if you want yeah um, i say that let me see if i can find find it right uh so the september winners um there's two different winners do you want me to read both or do you want to do one Chris? go on you do you do one and i'll do one okay i'm gonna i'll tell you what i'm gonna read the winner of the discovery kit and let you do the big the big right. reveal um okay. so the winner of the discovery kit I, I hate reading out instagram handles i've just remembered so it is um if you are the instagram account the ends of the world god i sound like a, such an old man reading that <laughs> i'm gonna have to read it out just in case so it is uh, at the then ends e n z uh, or Z, uh, O uh, F of D D A, and then world as in the big wide world. Um, mm. So if you are the Instagrammer, the ends of the world. <laughs> God, I'm such an old man. Tongue, Steve. Um, you have won the discovery kit, and the guys at Kajal will be in contact with you soon if they haven't already. Yeah, and the winner of a bottle of Fida. Uh, which I haven't smelled. I don't know what it smells like. I don't. I'm I've guessing not smelled you, it. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, I'm, I I'm assuming it's it's pretty good. Um, the winner of that one is Reality is Me. No. Oh. Reality. Real. I've just I've just thought. Have I? Has that? Has Mo mistyped that? Or, or have is it I... like a, a, a like a real estate type thing? Yeah. Realty, well, like anyway, in the US. Yeah. What I have in front of me here is reality is me. So real, T Y 
is me. So if that's you, then uh, or, or or if um, or if your handle is reality is me and you've entered the the competition, it's probably you, uh, and it might be a misspell misspelling. So get in touch if um, if that is your handle or it sounds similar to. You. To your well, handle I'm and sure you have a contact with the right person. Yes, so. they will. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Congratulations to those two winners. And if you want to be in with a chance to win, all you need to do is go to Kajal's Instagram page and uh, find the the post that says the Saint Geeks on it. Read up on what you have to do to be in with a chance to win. There's not a lot, but um, you know, a few few things you need to do. Obviously, um, you tag a few you mates t- and that. Have to tag a couple of people and then use yeah. the hashtag that they tell you to. So it's yeah. very easy, and I it think is. there's a good chance yeah. of winning. We still haven't really heard much from the from the winners. So do if you are a previous winner, or if you're you get your fragrance from this from September, do please reach out, get in contact with us, let us know what you think to the fragrance. If you're confident enough to send us a little sound bite, like a little voice recording by all means do that and we might drop it into the podcast but otherwise if you want to just send it via email or message or whatever we'll read it out and just yeah. let us know what you think to the fragrance because we must and have had about must have had nine nine winners yeah. of, of bottles and then nine winners of discovery kits so far so um, guys come on let us know what you think let, like tag us in Instagram and show us your prizes yeah defo please do I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, there must be there must be some stories in there like reactions from people loved ones partners work colleagues if they loved it or they were even not if not even if they weren't convinced they're like oh i'm not sure it's a bit strong or something we want to hear about it do let us know please please do yes right steve that is it it's been a pleasure as always to talk to you uh, thank you um the pleasure is is all mine to I'm be sure honest. it was um <laughs> thank you um before you sign out i've not got much to say other than we, we we still don't have a fragrance file or anything like that we've not had them for ages if you've got any sort of stories relating to stuff that's happened to you fragrance related be it a fragrance fail or a nice like endearing moment or even if you smelt a fragrance on someone and you had to sort of motivated enough to go and ask them what it was do let us kind of know because we just want to hear any sort of fragrance stories how they are sort of yeah. affected your everyday life really yeah. that'd be really cool so sent sent stories they don't have to be funny they don't have to be fails they can just 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 nice stories they can be emotional they can they can be they can be funny whatever whatever stories you got guys you know let, let, let us know uh, let us know if um you know the uh, the lady in the bakery complimented you on your uh, fecal oud fragrance that you've been wearing but yeah whatever your stories please do share all right that's it from us this week uh thank you for listening we'll be here next week have a week geeks bye